Hey, just welcoming you to uh, Watchers of the Plus, new show that I'm doing. This is uh, the unreleased version, and uh, so you're getting it a little bit early. So here you go. Just another spinoff, smaller breakoff show. Well, yeah, it is actually. Uh, Sam, it, it's me, 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 and you now uh, playing this awesome little game of uh, podcasting. What do you think about this episode one? My dastardly plan to get us to talk about all the Marvel shows has succeeded. Damn, <laughs> you tricked me. So. We're not going to get pigeonholed. Let's just let's just be up up front with everybody who who just decided to either arbitrarily or they're part of the super feed and they just found this and they're like, "What is this? This is the last person I want to hear." Hold on, wait a minute. We're not just recapping stuff. This is Watchers of the Plus. There's Max. There's Plus. What else is there, Sam? I mean, these a lot of people are jumping on the Plus train these yeah, days. Yeah, I don't, I don't know oh. where that comes from, but. Yeah, I think we got to warn everybody up front. We probably won't be doing too much Discovery Plus on this show, though. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I can't see the Paramount Plus in my future personally. But, you know, look, there's there's a lot of pluses out there. And there's yeah, a that, lot of minuses, too. Yeah, that's a weird one, that that Paramount Plus. Because I keep trying to figure out, there, there'd be like a, there's like an episode or an episode. There's like a show or two that I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting to watch. But I'm just like... I don't, I'm not that psyched over that silly service just yet. We'll see, yeah. we'll see if that one's any good. I think we're starting to max out on them, but I think there's just enough out there that we can kind of dip our toes and dip our hats into the, whatever, dip our something into the water yeah. and see, you know, talk about some of this stuff. Cause I mean, especially this week, geez, a, we get a week off from WandaVision and we can uh-huh. just shotgun with uh the new justice league and then our first episode of falcon and the winter soldier so it's kind of like there's a lot to talk about and i think it's kind of an interesting time uh, you know i think especially like just the way these got released i wonder if there was some game gamesmanship there with uh Marvel oh, and DC you, better, kinda, you better believe there that, I mean, that this is not this is n- nothing is coincidence at this point yeah nothing. i mean it's it's interesting that it seemed like it took marvel a long time to to drop when these episodes were actually coming out and so i think that that was uh, kind of on purpose i think dc was trying to count the wandavision episodes and go i think this might be a week or two after they're done and then we'll we'll get the news cycle and man they got about what 12 hours uh, before people are blogging on disney plus to go see get their next marvel hit so i i love the competition between the two companies it seems like the what what did, what did uh stan call them the distinguished competition you know so it's, yeah it's yeah, fun yeah, seeing yeah. uh you know i know I mean, as much fun as you can watch two corporations battle it out over billions of dollars but it's it's still fun to see that they they're not afraid to take some shots at each other from time yeah to time. well and speaking of the max tip you know i I was I was really hesitant about HBO Plus or HBO Max 
got to be careful how you say it. Um, but, you know, I, I started watching Doom Patrol, which I'm, I've never been really, you know, a big fan of the, the comic or whatever. But I actually got fairly engrossed into it. Now, we're not talking about that today. But um, the, the foray into, into some of these, like, there are some very interesting DC properties I can't say that they, I cannot say definitively that I'm in love with any particular DC property, but uh, Doom Patrol is very interesting. And if you, if you, if you, if it, if it, you know, it's it's kind of it feels. Again, I don't want to talk too much about, it, but it's a good foray into HBO Max if if you're if you're interested. But why don't we start? We'll, we'll, we're going to cut right down to it. We're going to talk a little Wandavision. It's probably been talked about ad nauseum. We're just going to give our take on on the season because now it's over and, you know, now you don't have to go through hours and hours of, you know, here you can get you can get 20 minutes of it. Uh, we'll do a little Snyder and we'll do a little uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. I mean, I think, I think those those are our big three for for this episode. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, I think that this is it feels good to see that Marvel logo pop up on the screen again, you know, after a year. I mean, what, it was July of 2019 or something when Spider-Man came out was the last thing we got. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, damn near a year and a half, almost two years between stuff, between things. And it was kind of what a time to take it because it's kind of gave just such a breather on such a mad dash to to end game. And what a, you know, crazy finish that was. Did it feel overhyped to you? I, no, I couldn't have been more excited. I, I, uh, I remember I was, hosting an NFL draft party the night it came out had to change my ticket and after drinking beers at my dad's bar for a couple of hours watching uh you know the football draft I then ubered out to the uh, to the movie theater and then sat there and watched the whole three hours didn't go to the bathroom or nothing so I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time trying to make sure nobody could see when I had a tear in my eye at uh, certain parts you know so I I was I'm I was full in on it like I I couldn't have been more hyped for it myself because and I like it's it literally scratched every itch like I had a list like I want to see Cap pick up Mjolnir I want to see him go back in time and see Peggy like it was just like it had certain things that I had like on my wish list that I was just like I want to see Smart Hulk and there's like all the things this is great well, it's interesting that you that you that you that you kind of started out with the with the whole end game tip because really, you know, WandaVision picks up literally what two weeks, maybe a week or two after after all that, and and there's some real some some interesting tidbits like of of like how powerful Scarlet Witch actually is. And frankly, yeah, I mean, I mean, just beyond beyond even all that, like the way it was filmed, it, like in a a. a you know, a TV show within a TV show and the, and the meta of that, it reminded me very much of uh, like Mr. Robot, you know, where, and and now I say that and and people are like, what do you mean by that? But I, I really think it's got this, it it had a very unique look and style to it that I appreciated. No. Yeah. I think that WandaVision was very much a your mileage may vary on Mm -hmm. that show Mm -hmm. because I mean, I, I, I grew up, I was a kid couch, couch potato, you know, sure. so I, I watched, you know, monsters. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't watch the monsters, but I, you know, I saw bewitched. I saw sure. Dick Van Dyke. I saw, you know, I watched Nick at night with my parents when I was a kid. Uh, I loved get smart when I was a kid. That was my favorite, mm-hmm. one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones, but you know, and then you, know, you saw a lot of that 70s stuff. So like 
you know, I recognized the Brady Bunch references and all these things and realized how deep these homages were that they really were putting in. I was like, wow, they're really putting a lot of work in it. So my more casual kind of uh, Marvel fan friends were kind of like, what is this show? I don't, I don't get it. And I was like, I kept repeating the line. I'm like, if you think this is a show about uh, a witch and a android trying to fit into the neighborhood, you're not paying attention like yeah, it's yeah. you know and I, I think it was maybe the biff boys that mentioned that like the the laugh track was a little bit off that sometimes it sounded like a normal 50 laugh track but like it was a little more ominous and would laugh at kind of weird spots sometimes and that's like there was a lot of little things that you had to notice were off you know and i think the other thing is you know hearing all these showrunners and kind of uh, the intentions of uh, the people that wrote the show um, finding out that they were supposed to release the first three episodes on night one and then be weekly after that but they had to delay because of the pandemic and they weren't going to be able to finish the finale in time uh, I thought that was a really interesting tidbit because I was like oh that would have made a lot more sense if you got the first three episodes and binge those to start and then you went week to week after that because I, I, I think that that's why people were a little thrown off by that show yeah and and can we just say, like, right off the top, I mean, I think the unsung hero of the entire series um, is Catherine Hahn. Oh, yes. No, I, I knew she was going to be great. I mean, I think that if there's something that Marvel does better than anybody else, it's picking out comedic actors to place in their universe mm-hmm. and do things, whether it's little stuff like having Ken Jeong be the security guard in Endgame, or if it's something like Chris Pratt being the schlubby guy on Parks and Rec and all of a sudden he's abs and an attitude and a tape deck and you love Star-Lord all of a sudden and you're like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, you know, so yeah. They, they kind of are hit makers right now. Like they really, you know, if they, if they, if they uh, cast some unknown, you trust them. If they cast some big star, you're like, awesome. You know, so it's kind of like, you just kind of have to, and I tell people all the time in Feige, I trust, like I've never seen somebody do what he's doing from kind of ground one and it's you hear these showrunners they're like oh he's he's basically the showrunner for every movie every show Mm -hmm. and it's like man what a job what a world well i mean (laughs) i've liked her since i i think i first really remember her in Step Brothers, which Mm -hmm. was phenomenal um and then park and rec which is on who was was i should say on hulu plus now it's on dumb peacock which is a whole nother ball of experience but um, she was a great character in there and she's just got this great presence. And, you know, I know everybody was a little bit miffed. I think it's, at least it seemed like that for me, just like putting my head down and just kind of listening to the sky a little bit. Um, it sounded like everybody wanted Mephisto, but like, let's just be honest, that whole Mephisto thing. Like, do you really want the devil? I mean, do you really like, I, I, I never remember like growing up with comics, like, Ooh, I need to get that comic where they battle Mephisto. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. He was never somebody I was that. Now, when I heard the rumor that Al Pacino might be playing him, I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. Like, I'll, I'll watch Al Pacino yell at, at, and be in the Marvel Universe. But, but see, but, but, see, but, but no, as, one as it got, no yeah. one remembers that Keanu movie that was horrible. Oh, I, I actually, it was a guilty pleasure of mine. I grew up uh, the devil's advocate. Right. I know you, what movie you're you talking about. You really like it. You don't really like it. You, oh, when I, I the last time I went back and watched it, it, it was because it was on how did this get made, right. and I had a good time listening to them talk about it. Then I think I went back and rewatched it. I'm like, 
why did I just like this movie because I saw someone's boobs in it? Like, what, what was yes, what was up that, with this? That, movie? Yes, that is why. That that's exactly why. They <laughs> so, tricked you. They tricked yeah, you. Yeah, but no, Young as Sam that, got tricked. Yeah, as that went on, I didn't really expect. Uh, the only thing I was hoping for is is when I was very let down by the the aerospace engineer being just some lady. Oh, and, uh, absolutely. Uh, of course, and I, I want John kinda, Krasinski to come out. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, my fan favorite. Now, as much, everyone was going Jan, John Krasinski, and before I even throw his name out, I'm going to say that I know he's a geneticist, but I was hoping that old Hank McCoy was going to show up blue or not then because mm. i'm a big x-men guy so i was like maybe that's the curveball and then you know a lot of people said blue marvel and then it just ended up being kind of nobody and i just there was part of me that was like hey i totally get if you want to plant some seeds to have something grow later or not type of thing but i think that you have to know at this point that there, especially with a week by week release, I mean, everybody's breaking down Mando, everybody's breaking down Game of Thrones, you know, everybody's breaking down these things on YouTube. You have to know that people are going to tear over every line. And do, go, do, well, what's do, that do you want? Mean? Do you want? A, do you want a realistic take on this? Yeah. Here's the realistic. Okay. These were. It was literally what eight episodes, nine episodes, eight episodes. It was eight. Let's call it eight episodes. I don't. I'm not going to look at the internet. Um, they were all less than 30 minutes, except for two of them. How are you going to pack that much story like that? I mean, if you know, you can, you can, you can pick through game of Thrones, like someone like, you know, dissects Ulysses, but you know, with this, you can get there, but you can't expect, you can dissect it as much as you want, but don't expect this, this to be as large as say, okay, I'm going to just say it like the Snyder cut justice league, where you have this expanded um, retelling of these characters to make the story somewhat salvageable. I mean, yeah, no. And I think we have to also, you know, you kind of talked about Endgame earlier and I kind of realized this when this was my takeaway from WandaVision as a fan was that, okay. Hey, you know what? we got to take a step back and remember that Iron Man was just about Iron Man. And then at the mm -hmm. end, there was a little shield mixed in. We figured yep. out what strategic homeland, whatever spelled out, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, same with, you know, yeah, they, they'd show Thor's hammer at the, at the very end of the movie, but it wasn't, you know, it was kind of, it wasn't till the middle movies that we started getting the little sprinkles. And it was just a mention Stark upgraded the, the boosters on the, on the jets in, uh, captain america the winter soldier or yep. you know captain america loki turns into captain america for two seconds in the second tour movie. it was just little sprinkles here and there and we have to realize that not every episode is about introducing seven new characters like i think we got a little of that like just give it just give it to me straight to my veins you know where it's like i want 800 heroes running across the screen like we did in endgame and we have to realize like yeah, you know, that was really special when someone cameoed in one of these movies. Like, that's kind of the magic. And if you do it all the time, it loses a little bit of that. And so I think that's why we didn't get a Doctor Strange at the end, even though that's kind of what I was expecting in that post-credit situation. Yeah, he, he yeah. was going to be show, knocking on our door or something. But, like, I'm, I'm fine that he didn't. Like, I think at the end of the day, it was like, hey, look, at this was a show really about Wanda. And so we got a lot about her. I kind of wish we got a little bit more of her in reality than we did. Um, you know, just, because. I don't think she's as interesting. I think now, okay, let me just say this before WandaVision. I didn't find her very interesting. Now, after seeing WandaVision, 
I'm much more in, in, involved in who she is moving forward than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with Vision. I mean, you think about like, uh, I don't know, Civil War. You know, there's Vision's very rarely used. I mean, he hurts Rhodey. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I can tell you about in that he does um, his action in that movie. And yeah, the, now, the two now, together, now, it was very, very sparse. So you, you could, t- it was just kind of one of those things that you could tell either stuff hit the cutting room floor or they just never were given. I think that's why this, this show was kind of made is like, hey, let's take two characters who are interesting. It's a witch who loves a robot. Like it's at the end of the day, it's like just you just pitch it that way and go, oh, okay, that's interesting. And so you take these two characters and go, let's get, let's give them some depth. And I think that's maybe kind of what I was missing from these characters. Yes. I, you know, I really enjoy some of like some of these, you know, these progressions and everything. And I mean, heck, I'm, I, I'm such a nerd. Like Jimmy Woo flips that card upside down and I'm screaming. And my girlfriend's like, what are you doing? I'm like, he figured out the trick. He learned the trick. <laughs> he took now, him five what, years. Now, what exactly was that from? I it can't... was from Ant-Man because Ant-Man kept doing the close-up magic and That's Jimmy would be like, how'd, how'd you do that? And there's there's even a scene in Ant-Man where he's you see him trying to do it. Like somebody walks into his office and the cards go flying everywhere. And he's like, why don't you knock? <laughs> so it just, I think that's kind of where, I, I think Marvel just does characters so well. Because like even not trying to jump ahead, but in Falcon, uh, he's got a handler in it. And by, by the time that he does anything in this episode, I'm already kind of invested in that guy. I'm already kind of like, oh, look at he's Sam Wilson's little Air Force buddy, and they work together, and they're pals, and they they have coffee afterwards. Yeah, you know? it's, so it's, like- it's amazing, and this is a good juxtapose to I think why I have not gotten really deep into the DC stuff because I I will I will go on record to say that I think that their side characters and enriching characters they don't care about as much or they don't know how to write for them. It's like, you know, you look at like, say the justice league, they, they present them as there are these five individuals. No one else really matters except for somehow Lois matters at, you know, it's like people matter only when they're, when the script tells them that they matter. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm never thinking about, well, how do these other characters get involved you know, because it, it becomes real piecemeal and very patched in. Um, but it, it's it's these it's these niche characters, and like Wanda essentially was a niche character for the most part in in the MCU. And now, you know, she has some kind of. I mean, well, number one, let, let's just get real nerdy about it. I mean, she's like an Omega level mutant at this point. I mean, she's literally can control reality, which is freaking nuts. And now it's like. Okay, well, she is something somebody to contend with. Like you thought Thor was badass, well, actually, Scarlet Witch is kind of a little bit more. You know, it's like you just, but you, but we didn't know that. You know, the 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 layman didn't know that until they they actually saw this. Well, and I think that just shows you. Like I, I always thought one of the greatest achievements that they decided to do with the whole MCU was take something like Iron Man, put it in today's post. It was at the time the post nine eleven world. Yeah where everything's covered on the news and everything's scrutinized and everything and, you know, show news clips of Bill Maher talking about him. So it seems real and, you know, kind of put it in 
the real world, you know, make it as real world as you can. And so by the time that second Avengers movie came around, they're like, well, he's fast and she's weird. Like she has telekinesis and tele, tele telepathy kind of. And now they've just leaned way into it. Be like, no, you know what? You didn't know your magic. And you've got this magic that can do all this crazy stuff and you haven't been trained properly. So you're dangerous. And, you know, it's, it just feels like this, this evolution where it's like, you know, they're not afraid to do anything anymore. I feel like they could, they could do different universes. They can do time travel. They can do whatever. And it's just, they, they seem to have just a trusted hand on the wheel. And like you said, they're just, you know, even just their backup characters, like everyone's mad that we didn't get more Darcy in the, the finale. And really, after two Thor movies, did you really care about Darcy? But then they put her in this, and they go, oh, no, it's five years later. She's a doctor. She's smarter than most of the people on this base. And she's going to let everybody know it. And she's probably going to crack the case kind of thing. And you're like, oh, now I look at this character that I probably could have cared less if she ever came back. And probably a lot of people went, hmm, really? Kat Dennings is coming back? Okay, whatever. And now she's one of the favorite characters coming like people are calling for a, a a darcy and jimmy woo like agents of atlas show now after that and it just kind of shows you how it's like they can just keep spinning stuff out yeah. of these there doesn't have to be a wandavision season two they can have they're, they're well two, thought out yeah yeah I they, mean, they well, can have two is, new they, shows was, spin off of it you know and, and this was the problem i even had with the flash on 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 cw i was like you know this isn't the irish show it's the barry show and like it like I know that I know that people want these characters to be more more pivotal, but it's like, but wait a minute, like it's not the iris, it's the flash. So like yeah. you you have to have a hierarchy and like and understand that if you want them to be front and center, you've gotta you've gotta make an entire show around them. Well, and the other thing too is like you say that about iris, but then in the Snyder cut, you know, I I know that you haven't been able to finish it. I was able to I wa I watched enough of it to to get it. I, mm -hmm. I, I went all the way through. I saw the end credits. There are parts that I, I, I skimmed and, and hit fast forward through. I just had to. Yeah, that's, a, that's not the end of the world. So, right. I mean, the thing I, I looked at is like, I thought Lois Lane is supposed to be this badass who doesn't need no man. She's going to get the story. And here she is like grieving over Superman and not leaving the house and People are trying to get her outside. All she does is go and visit his memorial yeah. and give a cup of coffee to the cop that watches. Very different from the Margot Kidder. Yeah. So I just like that's kind of one of those things that you say, like them their their progression of these characters. Like I, I couldn't have I couldn't have thought of a better Lois Lane actress than Amy Adams. And she was great in that first Superman movie. And then it feels like she's became a worse character every movie she's been in. <laughs> well, so. well, I you know, and they, and they I thought, to be honest with you, like I remember when the whole Batman dream sequence came and you you see the flash coming through the the speed force and he's mm -hmm. like, I'm here too soon or or whatever. And like, first of all, that the armor was interesting looking. I didn't understand it when I was looking at it at the time on the original cut, the theatrical cut. And they still like made sure to say that Lois is the key to all this in the dream sequence with the Joker. I'm just like, I, I, I don't understand why, because she got Superman back. I, I, I that's well, I think, well, I, I know kind of, I've read a lot about Snyder talking about what he had planned for his like three movie arc. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so I could clue you into that unless, unless you want to wait around. I don't care. Go ahead. Shoot. But uh, basically he had planned on. So, I guess the end of that movie is supposed to be not apocalypse. That's the planet they're on. 
dark, dark side. side. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I, 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 I know, I know. It's okay. I'm a little bit more of a Marvel guy, but I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm learning. But uh, Dark Side had decided. Well, the anti-life equation. Apparently, there's a giant equation just carved into the earth, and so mm-hmm. I need to come here and kill everybody, and then. Which was weird in the movie because I I didn't understand why yeah. why why he why what what Steppenwolf saw it and like was like well there it is that's the equation, I think it was the, it? I think the mother boxes told him I think is what happened okay but but I don't think they had the equation I think they just said it's here kind of thing so um, and visually again visually very interesting looking and that that was oh, my biggest my like the, much the, much better I, I was surprised I had a friend complain about the CGI because I was kind of like well no, really I thought it looked very good um, I was very surprised like just in little things I was like why did they replace some of these shots of Bruce Wayne talking to Aquaman in the movie like I don't understand why they even reshot some of the stuff like I think I see that, I'm not that, so that, sure if that wasn't a re- reshoot or was it stuff that was that was cut away like it was like an you know a different take in a different you know just a different part of the of the of the scene oh may, maybe yeah like they just wanted to make it look like it was different kind of thing yeah yeah that's, that's I, I i don't i don't know i mean look look when i started it up i need to get this out of the way because if i don't say it i'm i'm i'll i'll hurt myself um when they said this is mod- this hasn't been modified to I don't know the, the Zack Snyder's vision and it pulls up four by three. Now I don't have necessarily a problem with four by three, but I wasn't, I didn't understand that the plan was that this would be an IMAX and mm-hmm. IMAX is more suited to the four by three ratio, but it, it really threw me. It, it, it unduly it cheapened it for me because i was like what is this like a test print like i i just i it didn't get it i was like why not just go ahead and fill the frame but I, there are there are great arguments on both sides it just it threw me it, it it made it feel cheap straight off the bat yeah see i knew they were doing that so i was ready for it um you texted me and i was like oh yeah i, I knew already but you know especially because people kept mentioning that every time he shared a new trailer it was in the four by three aspect yeah, they're yeah. like wait is he gonna show the movie in this like or is he because everyone's like is it just that he's a big vero fan or whatever so um no so I, I guess that he had planned that basically the end of justice league they haven't prevented that nightmare future yet and what they what i guess at some point something's supposed to happen to lois lane mm-hmm. and she's supposed to die and it and it and it leads to superman giving up his humanity and submitting to apocalypse or apocalypse to dark side what do you think um, about uh batman just saying i'm gonna fucking kill you to the you joke? know i was i kind of i kind of liked it just because i was like it, it only it took you long enough like as yeah. much as i as much as i would be the first one in line to complain about batman being way too much of a murderer in batman v superman like yeah i i i there was there was parts of it that i like were a little bit brutal which is funny because it's like i'm watching falcon and the winter children they're just blowing up planes and throwing people out of stuff and i'm like ah, this is great yeah <laughs> so Winter soldier did not did, yeah. did, did had a lot of body count yeah, which uh, didn't bother me at all. But there's just something about the fact that I, you know, there's something about the fact that you, I, I've heard people talk about this, that Kevin Feige knows how to find the DNA of a character. And I was kind of explaining to my girlfriend like this. I was like, he, he takes Sam Wilson and he's still from New Orleans and he's still a great guy and he still has wings. They just don't look like a bird's wings. And instead of having a little parakeet on his buddy, on his 
thing named Red Wing, they update it to a drone. Like mm-hmm. they know what to keep and they know what to change and they know what to just tinker with and everything. And like one of them is you, you can't make a guy that doesn't kill anybody be a murderer. Like, unless it's one of those things that that's the central point of the movie that he's crossed his line and maybe he's about to break and become a bad guy and yada, yada, yada. But when it's just like, oh, I'm going to take this thing that he's known for and we're just going to lose it. Like they're, that's, they're, they're, that's, they're, that's yeah. like, that, you know what that is? That's 90s uh, movie exec comic book movie thinking oh we're gonna buy this property and then we're just gonna put a guy in a trench coat and call him whatever you yeah. know it's, well, it's, it's that's yeah, not what yeah. works it, it, it's, it, not. it's they're they're willing to or i should say not to, so much they're willing to i think that they're very they've gotten very good at bending canon without breaking it mm-hmm. you know the 90s comic was it's basically we're ripping page by page and it's a one-to-one replication in what we're seeing now is more of, okay, the pulp comic is a great foundation, but it doesn't, and, it, and it's a really good visual medium as well. What if we were to bend it into into cinema and and to evolve it into a bigger franchise, obviously? You know, they've opened up the storylines a little bit differently that, that have made it a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and I, I, I do have to, I do have to say this because it feels like we've done a lot of uh, Marvel praising and a little bit of DC uh, dumping. Is that I think that this is an infinitely better version of Justice League. Like, if you oh. love these characters, yeah. this is so much better. Like, there's depth to Aquaman. He's not just a bro broing it up. There's yeah. the Flash is a lot cooler. He actually knows how to use his powers and look kind of neat and even pull off some tricks with them. You know, like yeah. that, you always tell me, but my big thing, if you've got powers, I want to see you do something cool with them and grabbing a hot dog out of the air and then being back at your job interview, feeding the dogs and acting like, oh, I didn't just go save that girl out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smooth as silk. I, I, mean, I love it. You know? I, I will hand it to Zack Snyder every day of the week, which is, I think he can paint very very well on film mm-hmm. however like and 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 again this is going to sound like i'm 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 bagging on it but i'm really not i'm just saying look if four hours it could be edited down a little bit because some of these scenes while gorgeous tend to stick a little too long like my 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 leg jumped a few times usually when i when i when i see a cut that needs to happen my leg will jump and say hey okay cut Let's go to the next yeah. scene. Next thing, please. You know, it just, oh, there, yeah, there was just, there was a little bit too much expansion on some of the characters. Mm-hmm. I almost wish that they had broken down these parts. And I think whether well, six parts, seven parts, I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. Um, I'm going to use my brain, but the, but these, it would be, it had been interesting even to make it a little bit more episodic. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the plan at first and then they ditched that and, I, I think there's it's it's right between kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place because like heck they don't even talk about Superman until like halfway through the movie it feels like I mean they kind of mention oh no no twice, yeah yeah like, no, no he's, he's barely yeah they talk about yeah. him you don't see him or the the whole plan of of, of resurrecting which mm-hmm. I gotta admit the resurrection stuff is way more impactful this time than it was in the other one it didn't even make oh, sense well yeah and it one. just yeah it's just like and here's the thing too is that like I, I look at some of their scenes that they didn't change and just go you know what you know what batman recruiting the flash is missing 
is him finding out why he does it like Tony Stark asking Peter Parker, why are you doing this? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Trying to figure out what kind of guy he is. Not just, I need a team and I'm in, okay. And it's yeah. just like, you know, I think that's where they're still lacking with that kind of character development is, is, is again, you know, come on, I want the world's greatest detective. That's, that's been my biggest complaint about Snyder is that he's supposed to be the greatest detective. And, and that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see Batman do. I want to see Sherlock Holmes that can beat you up and, I feel like that's kind of what I hope. I hope that maybe that's what the new Robert Pattinson's going to be. So um, I don't know. We'll see if we'll that see. even gets off the ground. We'll but see. I mean, I, but I, at the end of the day, I do have to say I think this is better. I think that every character is more interesting. Um, I think that I think that almost every scene that's changed is for the better. I think yeah. Steppenwolf, while he still has kind of goofy looking armor like well but it's very impractical looking but at the same time it's better than what we got before the voice is more threatening the lines are better for him um even what was the thing that the change that i that i noticed that i really liked was uh i don't know just every like i said batman's not a dumbass in this you know (laughs) so cyborg actually has some interesting you know, you get to find out stuff about him. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the other thing I heard Zack Snyder say that he wanted to do the beard and the mullet, like, from the 90s, and the studio said no. And I just think that's I think that's where, really, like, you almost can't blame the filmmakers at this point. I feel like WB is too hands-on with these, these properties, and they still run it too much like an old-school studio. And when, really, the formula is simple. Put it in the hands of filmmakers that love the source material and want to do it justice. Yeah. And if they just if they just trusted people to do that, and look at Joker, you, you let somebody get a little bit interesting with it, and it they're talking about it winning awards, and yep. and, and it's really like I, I haven't watched it again since I saw it the first time because it was too depressing. Like, and so, and I, I will admit, it was a very good movie. Jim Walking Phoenix did amazing, but it's like, you know, it's kind of funny that it's like you let somebody get out there and do something dark with it. And what do you know? It made a bunch of money. It got a bunch of acclaim. Why not do more of that and just see what happens? I think it's just partially, they don't have that one guy at the top because they can do good stuff. I mean, I've heard good stuff about Titans. You're saying doom patrol. Those are two things I've wanted to check out. And I know I've bugged you back and forth to watch Harley Quinn. And I will argue that that's one of the funniest things on TV, especially if you have watched like every Batman movie and every Batman the animated series. It and that's, references that's on HBO every, Max. Yeah, yeah it, it references everything. I mean, you know, the, the Bane from it looks like the Bane from the movie in uh, the 90s, but he has the voice of the one from uh, The Dark Knight Returns, you know, so it's or dark egg rises excuse me so it's very you know it's it's definitely referencing and making fun of all kinds of stuff and it's like if you know the lore and it's 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 got a great cast it's got you know heck it's got about three different seinfeld actors in it it's got you know it's got really good comedians that do a bunch of voices in it so you know i'm not a dc hater i want to see it done well so I'm, I'm rooting for it, but yeah. I just feel like I, I so often get excited and then I see birds of prey and I go, oh, I liked the sandwich part. I liked, yeah, I, won't, I, I, like, I, I liked when they were, uh, yeah, it's I like, just, I liked when they were fighting and she said, I need a hair tie. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of funny. That was, that was interesting seeing like a girl problem when they're fighting, like something that somebody's well, Tony Sindelar like, told me about, uh, t- told me about, um, whatchamacallit, um, Suicide Squad, and he gave me a synopsis basically of it, a play by play. And I was like, I can't watch this because whatever you just told me sounds ridiculous and awful. 
See, and that's another one that I would love to see David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad because when I when I've heard what he said about it, like how different it is, I'm like, that sounds way more. In- At least it's interesting. That's yeah. the thing. I I think that these the WB just saps the interesting out of it, trying to make it a wide appeal thing. And I think that you 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 hurt you do yourself a disservice when you try and hit a home run on everyone. Sometimes you got to hit some doubles and triples and set yourself up for you know some minor successes before you have the end game. I think they tried to leap the line a little bit. They oh, tried yeah. to go, they, they, they tried, tried to go to Batman v Superman and then they they threw a Wonder Woman movie out there in a Suicide Squad and they're like, okay, we're going right. Into they Justice need a League. strong head. I'm not saying that Foggy is is the end all be all. I think he's great. And not that there isn't a couple of Marvel movies that you, if you never watched again, you'd be like, you know, it's not like, I mean, we all know, you know, uh, you know, like Thor, dark, dark, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what's called. Um, Dark elves. Uh, It's, it's awful. You know, I just, I mean, I I, I think that they, yeah, I, I, it's funny though, because I, I actually got my girlfriend to rewatch all of the Marvel movies during quarantine with me, which she apparently really loves me so uh-huh. she did okay, it. And, and, but it's funny because like going back you're like god dang they made this movie important in endgame because he gets to go back and see his mom the day she dies you feel that, that's one of the things is I, I know i've got an argument with people that go oh those superhero movies are stupid they're all the same and i was like oh really i was like you mean the, the first thor movie where he he loses the girl and his brother or the second thor movie where his brother dies and his mom dies or the third one where his dad dies and then he has to kill his sister I was like, which one of those are the same? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, and his homeland explodes, and he can't. He he's a nomad. I was like, I was like, that's the thing is, you actually you have to progress these characters, and sometimes it's going to take you places where you didn't expect. But I think that that's what's interesting is like, look at you know, kind of segueing into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This first episode is here's two characters I liked a lot, I knew mm-hmm. a little bit about. And how much deeper are they after one episode of this? Like, oh my that, gosh, that let's, whole, just, let's just, yeah, let's just start yeah, it the, right up. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we want to go through it beat by beat, but well, Bucky's, I mean, I think, I think when I think about Bucky, like, I end up watching part of Winter Soldier, which Winter Soldier is one of my favorite of all of all of, of everything. Mm-hmm. It, it feels no, like I think games. that's where I, I felt like that's where everything went we're taking it up a notch here and yeah, we went, oh I mean, this is what this can be oh my god exactly i mean okay first of all you had cap in a much more okay i i'm let me just go back go into winter soldier then wh- why i think it, it it sets a good tone um you had cap who for the most part who gives a shit about cap uh he he almost is like in you know, in the canon, he's more of a goody goody, you know, he, you know, it's, it's, it's fists on the hips looking to towards the sky. And in winter soldier, he's a fighter and he's fighting, you know, in a stance and in, in a way like, again, having George St. Pierre in winter soldier, and then seeing him in Falcon and the winter soldier, I'm sold because I want to know, Wow, they they're expanding this character, and I love George St. Pierre to begin with. And for those of you who don't know who he is, he's the guy that Cap fights, kind of just you know out on the deck, and it's very very MMA. He's an MMA fighter, Batroc the, the Leaper. He's, yeah, he's the one that that basically you know made the Superman punch a reality. <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, he he. I remember he he kind of goes toe to toe with Cap, 
Yes. And, you know, doesn't doesn't beat him, but, you know, impresses him. That's for sure. And, which yeah, which just, going into into Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier, I was like, wait a minute, where are we in the timeline? Because, like, I didn't realize that he was still alive. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't I knew Cap didn't kill him, but I was just like, oh, geez, here he is still. Yeah, no, I remember. I think they eventually caught him at some point in Winter Soldier. But, you know, obviously things have been haywire with the blip. So who knows? He might have got blipped. He might have got he might have been freed by somebody. There's well, I think that that's part of the mystery we're going to find out. I don't think that we've seen the last of him. And just that whole first scene, I I was just blown away at how amazing it looked. I'm like, here's the Falcon flying around in the middle of the day. It doesn't look fake. It look, you know, like I think that like there's even some of my favorite Marvel stuff. Like if you go back and watch Civil War, mm-hmm. there's the part where they have to duck under the uh, the tower that's falling down that Vision uh, knocked yeah, over, and yeah. it, it looks a little dicey at the end when they're doing that. Oh, it looks like everything fell down and we we snuck out under the bottom of it, kind of thing. I, I don't think that that uh, none of that was there in this. I thought it looked gorgeous. I thought that. Uh, the action was great. I thought that it, you know, it didn't look like a TV show for one bit. Like I actually turned, no, I was, it really I turned, didn't. I was just like, this, this is, this is like, I told, I told somebody like, this is the turning point. I'm like, these, these look so great. I was like, I, I, I want to thank John Favreau and the Mandalorian for showing what these guys, what was possible because mm-hmm. they have shown that you can shoot movie quality CGI and yeah, you're, there's going to be an episode where they hang out in a bunker or something once in a while to pay for these, you know, not every yeah, episode, the final is, episode, sure, yeah. sure, the cave scene. Yeah, 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 you know, whatever, whatever that is, you know, but at the same time, it's like and they know how to write for it. So you, you trust them. I mean, look at how interesting was Bucky sitting in a, oh uh, my a therapist's office and he was hilarious. And he's doing, I mean, and he's doing steps. Yeah. I mean, the, the, do- <laughs> the making amends, you know, and I was like, it's so great that he's making amends. I really... I, I immediately like it, I think that a lot of people didn't realize early on in WandaVision it was a show about grief and I latched on to really early that this was a show about holding on to the past about loss about mm-hmm. PTSD I feel like that those are gonna be a lot of themes that we see in this and I just I, I think that that's where people that don't like oh I don't like those uh those hero movies are missing is that these these movies are about more and that's what makes them that's what makes them good is because well, and and the relationship the, the 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 triangle between Bucky Steve and um I'm gonna I always I'm, I'm I always want to say Anthony Mackie but that is Sam yeah is like that triangle like the reason this is important is because Steve's gone. And Steve held those that whole triangle together because, frankly, Bucky and 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 Falcon weren't really friends. You know, they were friends by association. Like, mm-hmm. and starting the whole episode out with probably one of the parts that will choke me out pretty hard every time is when Steve's old, and you know, and he's like, you know, this is your shield now. And mm-hmm. it's oh, that got me. T- that got me. Oh my t- gosh! Every time, I, every every time I watch Endgame, it's oh. it, it breaks me down to my core. It's funny because I, I watched Endgame when I was watching all these with my girlfriend. I, I purposely watched it ahead of time to be like, all right, 
can I make it through this movie without welling up at any no. point? And there was there's about three or four spots like Ant Man see it, Ant Man seeing his daughter for the first time sure. gets me. Steve saying Peggy for the first time, absolutely. Um, you know, Steve at the end, the whole funeral scene in the the I love you three thousand and I want cheeseburgers. Yep. Like oh, and oh so, geez, cheeseburgers. I mean, Just the whole stop th- right there. Yeah, 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 the whole thing. So I literally was like, well. I have to apologize to you for something. She goes, what's that at all? I think I made you watch 20 movies just so you'd understand why I cried throughout this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that makes so, sense. I mean, but that's the thing is that like, I couldn't imagine being that sad about something happening in a Justice League movie. But like, see, and then just, there, there's that's a, what's there, a bummer. Yeah, there's a scene in Winter Soldier where Robert Redford is is explained to Buck like, who's, he said he knew who he knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And the look on Sebastian Stan's face is like, like the way in which he emotes, like I, I know him and this hurts me and I don't know why. And then, mm-hmm. you know, immediately goes reset him. And there, you yeah. know, it's that, it's that like, I'm, I'm just so close to, to getting up and it's like, I'm going to meet you to the end of the line. Good gosh. I mean, these characters have a lot of love between them and that was broken. I mean, it was literally like kind of taken away from them. And now we're kind of picking up the pieces with, but at the same time, it's not a story of grief completely because there's like this whole other thing, like this whole new flag breakers or whatever it is. Um, flag smashers. Mm-hmm. That's it. Flag smashers. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that's the bad that's coming out. And we already see somebody's kind of got superpowers. I mean, it's, it's really interesting. It's like, but these guys aren't even talking we don't even have them together yet mm-hmm. and I, how about just the, what wrecked me in this was when i real i'm watching it and i paused it to write down bucky's amends list because yeah. i was like oh i want to go back and i didn't get a chance to google any of these names none of them jumped off the the jumped off the page to me except it, he did have h zemo on there so you know obviously we know baron zemo is going to be in this in this right uh, right right right. well he's on his list and so i thought that was interesting and then so afterwards when we meet his his older uh his older asian neighbor friend or whatever oh geez uh, that was a heartbreaker the whole time oh man the whole time i'm like oh i wonder if this is maybe one of the like maybe it was like a a young kid from his neighborhood or something that's still alive and then when you get to it you realize he's on his list and that he killed the guy's son on a yep. mission and he remembers it and dreams about it and i was just like oh it wrecked me and then just again like the little character moments in this where does bucky sleep he sleeps on the floor why because a bed's too soft why do we know that because well, that's what captain america and sam wilson talked about the first time they were on screen yep. and it's just like that little Great stuff that connects yeah, it, that, yeah that i'm just like damn i was like ah, i i love I feel like the I, I wish I could say oh, I would love to go write this stuff. I'm like I'm not that I'm not that clever to think like oh, of course he's in a bed sleeping and can't sleep. No, he's on the floor yeah. because you know he is the ultimate PTSD case. Like his entire life has been nothing but murder and mayhem. Okay, and can we, can we ruth, yeah. ruthlessness, yeah. ruthlessness, consequences of murder. Too. Yeah, consequences. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's foundational. You know, you mm-hmm. cannot that I think that's my, my biggest beef with like Justice League and a lot of the DC stuff is there's no consequence like the all the all the places are abandoned. There's no like life in the cities like where things are happening. The closest thing you get is that 
I think probably Batman versus Superman where you have like the 9-11 type scene. But even then, like you don't have these side players that matter. Like, mm-hmm. and, or people or they're, that, you know, you can say, oh, we're saving the world. Well, who else is in the world? Because all I see is like 10 people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the thing about uh, what, what Marvel does is everything has stakes. I mean, like, what did we yes. learn in this? Both of them got pardons because they were on the run from the law at some yep. point. So, and you have to assume pretty much, and I believe that probably Wanda got one too. And you have to imagine anybody that was on that battlefield probably got some sort of pardon. But even other, like, how about this? What, what, they got you know, a pardon, was, but they didn't get any money. They have yeah. what, what that was my, exactly yeah. my next thing I was going to yeah. go into was that I know a lot of people were like, what did Vision buy Wanda's house with? Like, because it said, you know, property of Wanda Maximoff and the Vision. They were like, so he bought a house. Like, did Tony give him money? Did he did he take five yeah. did he take five dollars and manipulate the stock market with it? Did he Is like he how crypto? did yeah, and then it's like so that was so interesting when Sam and his sister are at the bank trying to get money, and the guy goes, Hey, did Tony start pay you guys? Or and he's like, No, not really. It's just kind of a goodwill thing you know and you know and he's like but and that was the other thing is that we really got a good idea of how the, I, I thought that was interesting that this was supposed to come out first and I, I totally understand why seeing the first episode you're like this is marvel i got my action i've got my mm-hmm, intrigue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people are talking about captain america being on the moon yeah. let's go you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. um you know so i very, you know, I understand why this should have been first, but it's interesting that timeline-wise, WandaVision happens first, and then this is like six months later because he says specifically, "I've been, I've been working with the Air Force for six months." So, you know, that's if he just signed a contract the day after Endgame was like, "I'm going to go be an Air Force guy." So, this is somewhere between six months and a year since Endgame yeah. happened, yeah. which is interesting that they were going to have that big a gap for their first thing i mean granted probably spider-man happens somewhere in between yeah, think about that too. though because like, if, they, if they had released the way they were going to this comes out and then we go backward in time to mm-hmm. wandavision two weeks after the events of endgame yeah so i actually kind of appreciate yeah, that this is I how it too. came out because I, I i don't like going oh this happened before like I, that's one of the weird things that sometimes some of these movies do where they're like oh the second guardians movie happened four years ago and you're like oh what like <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, okay uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know so that, that's probably one of the, but i mean i feel like usually they stay pretty consistent with them. i mean yeah everybody has little little holes they can poke in the mcu but well but the most part, sequence threw me Oh yeah, I I didn't realize he was. I thought I thought that he was just going and killing some Hydra guy. It was yeah. like I th- I thought that's what he was doing his list, yeah. you know. But then I realized like oh, oh and, and then especially when you realize that that kid is the same one that is Buddy, and it just was oh what a what a heartbreaker. And it's like here's this guy that's was kind of a badass villain, and here you are feeling bad for him because you're like well he didn't mean to do it, but like just because you didn't mean to do it doesn't mean you don't feel terrible for it you know well and and thematically okay so sam really doesn't want to be captain america okay he's he is he is basically doing the reluctant hero i I, as far as i can tell anyway um you know he even gives the shield to the smithsonian now at the end of all this we have wyatt um russell playing Mm -hmm. um john walker I think it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, and he has a shield. I don't know what if it is, if it's the shield or not, but he is being touted as the new Captain America. Well, and if you notice the guy that he 
gives the shield to at the ceremony is the same one introducing the new Captain America. Okay, before, good. Good that you saw before, that because I yeah, didn't. Yeah, before didn't and before like Rhodey and him go out for a walk, he comes up to him and he says something like, uh, "He's like, you did the right thing, you know. Thank you, or thank you for doing the right thing, or something like that. Like, kind of like, well, wait, if I'd have just kept it because he gave it to me and started being Captain America, that would have been the wrong thing, you know. So, it's just, so it is legitimately. It, it is the shield yeah i believe so because okay. I, I, I yeah that's just it, it kind of and you know i think that's that's another thing is i knew that this was going to be a show that we were going to delve into race a little bit and i really don't think it hit hit us over the head with anything you know it showed us you know these guys having you know these two this brother and sister having a hard time getting alone um which is probably a thing that i mean i that has been i know that's been a like predatory lending or whatever that that's been a thing in the past and so you know just but and then you know seeing him kind of get screwed over by this government it's like i helped say and he's like yeah we always need people to help us against external threats but we need a captain america and here's he's going like wait i thought i was doing the right thing in giving you guys the shield and just being my own i'm still going to be the falcon i'm still going to be a hero but i just thought you know this belongs to where people can pay its respect to how good a person Steve was. And, you know, he thinks he's just doing the right thing and here he is getting screwed over for doing that right thing. And so I thought it was really interesting that it's like, well, you know, why wouldn't you want the guy that handpicked by the, your predecessor? Like, I always thought that was very interesting when you see that happen sometimes in like sports teams where it's like a coach is leaving. They're like, Oh, this guy should be the next head coach. And the owner goes, eh, yeah, I, I want yeah. this other guy, you know? And it's just kind of like, you the just thing had I, this I do, person I do with like, unprecedented that, success. Like, why wouldn't you listen to him one last time for a little piece of advice? Like, yeah. and you it's know, that gra- it's that groundedness that I can, I can, I can kind of put my fingers into and, and bite my teeth into. It's like, okay, I understand this. I may not have lived it, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the things too is that like, I the the new Captain America is if anything a good man. You know, you, that's what Erskine told. Steve the night before he got his his, mm-hmm. his thing is that don't be a perfect soldier but a good man and then right before Steve goes in back in time to give him back the stones he tells Sam he's like you're a good man Sam but I got to do this myself and it's like that's the that's the key to being Captain America is it's not being the, the the good soldier it's not being the person who can be told what to do because sometimes Captain America to say hey we aren't doing the right thing right now and Sorry if that's what you don't want to hear, but that's what it is. And so I think that's one of the things is that Steve recognizes Sam, you're the guy for that job. You're the one that can be the symbol. He just, you know, he didn't think he could live up to it. And again, like he's, he's I think he's just trying to do the right thing. He's thinking like, oh no, this, this shield belongs in the museum. I, yeah. I've got, he's got a shield. Those wings do a great job. He's like, I don't need a shield. It's fine. I'll just be the Falcon. And he's not realizing that it's like, Hey, they, they do, you know, I don't think people sometimes don't realize how much that leadership can be needed or avoid, or just sometimes when there is none, you know, maybe, maybe we've seen an example where we've had some leadership voids in the last couple of years. I don't know if anybody can think of any great examples, but, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes when there's not somebody there to take the reins, there's that power vacuum and, and, you know, bad things can rise to the top or people can get toxic ideas and, people can, you know, be manipulated a little bit when they're, but when you have that bright shining light, there's, you know, there's something there, there's something to be said for how, how important it is to have somebody that can work through the tough times. And, you know, that's kind of what it seems like that fictional country is missing right now. And he, you know, I think that we'll, we'll see him, uh, 
I think we'll see him don the 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 shield before it's all over. But it'll be well, interesting. You know, I, I, I think that's got to happen. I Wyatt Russell. He I, I can't you know I know him from a few things like and most notably for me is Twenty Two Jump Street, um, uh, where he plays the Zook um, uh, quarterback to uh, freaking. In, oh, in, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, His I didn't know he was. Just, I didn't even realize that was him. That's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. Well, and like, I have heard that this guy John Walker may not last the whole, the whole series. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't have a great look in the Caps uniform. Number one, um, I I don't know. Like it just it, I I'm willing to go with it in that I think that this is kind of a misdirect. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's interesting. We've seen so little of him. Like, really, all the, any promo thing I've seen is just that little shot of him running on the football field and high fiving the uh, the band leader. Yeah, in like the in the trailers, like like him. And it, of course, like you know, that was the first thing I saw. As soon as he winked, I'm like, see, look at where we need a good man to be Captain America, and here's this guy out here showboating, you know. And it's like, well, he's almost know. acting like Captain America did in the first Avenger before yeah like, it like he was there really as pr that was it and it made me think of that too when i when i realized like oh one of the next scenes we'll see him in is whatever that football halftime show is where they introduce him yeah. to, to america or something like oh is he basically going to be a little barnstormer running around kind of thing and i, I like that they altered the uniform you know it kind of looks like his his comic uh, you know, U.S. agent a little bit more than the yeah, Captain yeah, America yeah, yeah. thing, which is like perfect. It's like you're not just you know you're, you're updating it, but then it's also staying a little true to the comics. It's kind of great. So, well, yeah, we'll see what he ends up being. Does he end up being kind of a false hero? Does he end up just being a, a you know a guy that looks good in the uniform? You know what 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 exactly does you know? I feel like there's a lot of different things that it, a lot of different ways it can go. I I I know that part of me is hoping that. We're going to go to, I know that uh, just from stuff I've read that we're going to go to Madripoor this year, which is a you know fictional place, but is a lot of, a lot of X-Men stuff happens there. So I'm wondering if we aren't going to see some kind of super soldier stuff. In this? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's one of, a lot of people are saying that that's where the, this one of the trailers shows Madripoor. So, um, oh, and, no, they said know, John Krasinski was going to be, be, you know, yeah. Reed Richards and, and I <laughs> yeah. never saw that. And everybody was, oh. oh, Reed Richards coming. John Krasinski, wait, wait till you see this. Wait till you see this. Ugh. I'll be honest. I was waiting for it until the last, until the last episode. And that's when I kind of got over myself a little bit and just realized, hey, you know what? Sometimes they, they're going to mention a job and you just have to be like, ooh, what if it's this? Like nobody thought, like I never heard anybody thinking that Peter Parker was an Iron Man 2. And then all of a sudden that was a big fan theory. And they're just like, you know what? Yeah, that was him in it, the little kid. And I was like, oh, cool. That's neat. You know, so. I think that sometimes you have to realize like give them some time to, to come back and fill the gaps. It doesn't always have to be a kind of puzzle box to fill out. Like I think that sometimes we jump to conclusions and we have to realize like mm-hmm. that was just a line in there or something that would they could have said a major uh, in the army or something that, that would help me. And then all of a sudden it wouldn't have been all the uproar that it was. So I, I do wonder sometimes if those showrunners go, man, we should have let, we should have let one of these YouTubers read the script before we put this out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes that can be detrimental. But, you know, you know, the one thing I did actually really appreciate on just a artistic and just uh, design level, which was one thing that I've always – and I never thought I would love the Captain America series as much as I have is, – is the art style at the end of 
the show or at mm-hmm. the end of the movie. The the graphics, especially I I, I look at you know our cover art and I, I realized oh crap I see what you did. I, I basically used the end of Winter Soldier as, as kind of an idea for the whole thing, um, but the the graphics that that show the credit scenes at the end are just fantastic and it like to not say anything about them is is i i just feel is is a real it, it just needs to be talked about it's like that they just do such a good job at you know some of these 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 areas on the walls that rip the, you know they're forming countries i mean it's like okay you got me it, it, we're going places i see that now oh no yeah even just when it when it when the names were flashing over yes they're like I don't know if it was Bible verses or something that were disappearing behind them as they did it. Like it was just very visually like interesting. And I know I immediately noticed the very similar themes to the other Captain America movies, specifically the winter soldier that I was like, Ooh, it's almost like they kind of mixed remixed that uh, end theme for yeah. this. And I was kind of cracking up when I realized like, okay, and this is the part where we will eventually get an end credit scene, but apparently we won't be getting it in any episode ones. So it's like, I, I, you know, and again, just things that you look for, it's like when they showed John Walker um, and Wyatt um, Russell at, on his, on his credit scene, there's a, a strip of paint covering his eyes, which I found to be interesting. Is it a call out to something that we're going to see? I don't know, but it's very, it could be very telling. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I, I think this is, I think this is a great start. I mean, honestly, I think that this, this, all this did was get me ready. I was, I was surprised how patient they were that it was like, Oh, that Bucky and Sam haven't even talked to each other by the end of episode one. Um, you know, they just really kind of took their time to set everything up. They gave us a glimpse of this. I, I've, I've also heard some rumors that maybe we'll find out that this that these aren't the only Captain Americas that we've seen too. That maybe we'll eventually we will see. Uh, oh, who was the? Uh, there was a legend, you know, kind of like the uh, Tuskegee experiments, like they experimented on uh, African American soldiers first, and there was was it like Isaiah Bradley or something like okay, that. Okay, now if you're talking about like I remember I had this comic and I probably still have it somewhere, but it was like it was like Cap in a black suit. And Bucky was a black guy, like dressed ridiculously, but it was like the new Captain America and Bucky. Mm-hmm. But they were, I think they were somehow evil in some way. I can't remember exactly how it all played, but. Well, I think it was one of those retcon things where it's like Captain America was the first Captain America, but, you know, and going back and writing things, it's like, oh, there, there was another person that they, that they, uh, experimented on and he was actually the first one. And, but, you know, obviously they didn't have the, they didn't have the serum quite right. So there was something wrong. I, I don't exactly, I, I, I'm talking out of my ass a little bit on this one, but I do know that, that there's, I, like, I know that there's one line from the trailers that always caught me. He's like, that shield has a complicated history. And so yeah. I wonder if there's something to that, um, you know, something along the lines of they, they threw, they threw somebody out in the war that you know, it didn't quite work out as well for him as it did Steve. Although, you know, Steve still well, got frozen. frozen yeah, because I remember there was a Daredevil comic with Nuke, and it was is it was part of um, kind of the resurrection of of Matt Murdock, and and you know of all the two the people that you would never think to be together would be Cap and Daredevil, but there was this guy Nuke, and he had a tattoo of a flag on his face. <clears throat> I've heard that there is something an analog to him in Jessica Jones. But oh yeah oh no yeah nuke actually I, I i don't even remember they might actually call him nuke at some point oh uh, really 
yeah, but it, he's just kind of a cop that has pills that you know uppers and downers and stuff to kind okay. of make him strong. So not not uh, as interesting as the character I'm thinking of, but like yeah, he, 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 he wasn't he wasn't pills. bad, but he wasn't the crazy maniac that was running around like gunning down cities and then you know taking pills and jumping in a helicopter. So. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would be uh, you know again. Now we're talking fact. Falcon Winter Soldier, but it would be interesting if you could juxtapose Sam as the new Captain America and then tap on um, Charlie Cox uh, as Daredevil and have that nuke nuke story. However, look, that's 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 that is a pure something I'd like to see. And I don't necessarily (laughs) think everyone else would want to see it. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with these Netflix properties, because I think that I think that Daredevil, they would love to integrate back in. I think that they would love to put some of these characters back in the rotation very soon. And I just I'm curious how many they're going to go with. You know, are they going to go with Charlie Cox? Are they going to bring a Vincent D'Onofrio back? Like, do they do they risk, you know, look at how much uproar Evan Peters coming over for a cameo was like when it really was just intended to be like a little throwaway, like joke of like, Oh, remember how, like, remember how sitcoms would recast actors? Well, that's what we did for Pietro because, you know, just for the heck of it. Well, you know, people take this shit way too seriously. Yeah, no. And I, and they they lose it and it's like, come on guys. Well, the whole, the whole, I think it's, I keep thinking everybody that wants to just say, Oh, a portal opens up and Westchester's in Manhattan now. And there's, there's a school and there's all these mutants and they just showed up. And I just go, no, that's no not one would like, accept that. Well, just think about every interesting X-Men. Wolverine's supposed to be 150 years old. Apocalypse is thousands of years old. Uh, stupid, you know, even just Magneto's supposed to be a World War II veteran. So I feel like, you know, while some of these stories are going to be updated, like, you know, it's cool when there's some guy from ancient Egypt that's been trying to wipe out the weak for thousands of years yeah. and has four horsemen and you know I, I think that sometimes it's like you got you have to leave some of it there so i, I think that there, there's going to be some version of they've been around the whole time i think and you know wanda being having powers since she was a kid is, is kind of the first step in that direction like why would she be a witch unless she had some sort of ability from birth and if she had abilities from birth other people did too so i feel like that that's the when we talk about integrating all this stuff in it's 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 going to be done right it's going to be done slowly and and that's why i think that maybe i've always looked for which one of these marvel properties we're going to see our first mutant in you know just because that's where my bona fide that's where my nerd bona fides were in the 90s that x-men number one with jim lee on the cover that was my shit right there that's what that's when i was uh that's when I was getting, you know, six, seven books a month from my mom. That was my Christmas present every year was she renewed all my comic subscriptions and they were all X titles. So that's couldn't wait. Couldn't be more excited about the whole box merger. Sorry, everybody that got laid off. You were, uh, <laughs> you were, you're fighting the good fight. I yeah. hope you found a job now, but, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where now I'm just looking around. And so this is where I've been kind of had circle on my calendar is because We've seen we've got a new Captain America. Did we did we pump him full of anything? Are we are we, uh, are we doing any kind of super soldiery shit with him? Yeah. Same with you know, like I said, we we we've heard about this this pre Captain America experiments. Are are we going to see an older guy? You know, I I keep wondering, are we going to see old Cap at some point? Because nobody's actually come out and said he's dead, but they just keep saying he's gone. And so I'm wondering, is old Cap out there? Is he on a base on the moon talking to Nick Fury at uh, <clears throat> in the in the, the sky with with 
Monica Rambeau, you know, so there's a lot of kind of interesting little threads out there. But the, the whole super soldier thing gets to me because that's where we get to my man Wolverine. And so, you know, if, if we're, you know, we've seen these that flag smasher guys kicking people and doing superhero yep. landings and punching people in the face and they're flying all over the place. That's what makes you go, oh, has that, is there some version of that going on? Is there something, somebody pumping stuff in there? Are we going to get, are we going to get a Weapon X program? Are we going to get an Omega Red popping up out of somewhere with tentacles coming out of his arm? So I feel like that's the, you know, that's the thing is it's fun to pontificate on this stuff, but not expect it. You know? <laughs> well, now that's interesting because if everything goes well, I guess we get Black Widow at the end of April and we I think oh, Omega Red is part of that, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, I don't know. I I haven't heard that he is. I know that uh, the guy from Stranger Things is playing Red Guardian. Okay. But, uh, you know, again, like I said, I always thought that these would be interesting ways. To, I, I always thought it would be kind of neat to find out, like, oh, they're doing a super soldier thing. and Or they're spies. Well, it's like Weapon X were kind of spies when you had maverick and wolverine and saber tooth and all those guys working for him so i think that there's there's just a lot of ways to do it i i think that i think that we're going to find out that mutants have been in the the mcu all along but this may be that either the government covered it up and was was swooping up a bunch of them and the ones that weren't getting swooped up were either getting recruited by magneto or professor x and professor x is going around men in black and men in black uh, mind erasing people of any incidents they see or something like they're making or, Antifa super soldiers now or or who knows maybe we get something very similar to what's going on in the comics now where they're all friends and they're living on Krakoa having big group orgies and coming back to life because Professor X is keeping you know copies of everybody's minds in his cerebro and, and when they die he just builds them a new body or whatever oh like, lord I think I'm glad I'm not reading comics right now <laughs> yeah they, no they've totally changed it they uh, you, so you don't know what's going on with the whole house of X powers of X thing no we're gonna stop right there yeah, no. So, but yeah, we don't. We're getting too far away from. We're not. We're not. We're our, our wheelhouse. We're yeah. But, our know, wheelhouse but, is plus and max. But that's the thing is, I, I when I look at this, I always kind of wonder what version of the X Men are they gonna introduce? Is it yeah. gonna be the original five facing off against Magneto, and we're just starting from the beginning, or is it gonna be? You know, they're out in Australia with a guy named Gateway that opens up portals and Longshot jumps through them with three fingers. You know, it's are, are we getting the 90s one? Are we getting the 2000s? Are we, you know, are we getting this whole new thing where it's a whole different thing? So I think that that's what's interesting is or just exciting about this is that is we've kind of been leading up to we're going to see Thanos. We're going to see the Infinity Gauntlet. We're, how are they going to overcome it? And now that they've gotten that, it's kind of like a fresh start. You know, there's there's no Galactus uh you know, end credit scene to be worried about yet. It's just, let's build up some new characters. We're going to spend some time with these people that were kind of side people. And now they're going to have their own adventures and you're going to learn to love them the same way you love Tony and Cap and Thor and all the others, you know, so. I think it, took, it took time and the train, yeah. the train leaves the station. We, we were adding cars on, so we're going to get there. <laughs> okay. Now we are at like an hour 10. I don't know how long actually this is, but for for just for sanity check, we're going to keep it right here for right now. We may expand deeper and go longer as episodes go on, but right now we want to just keep it, you know, just right right in the in in that in that hour range just to kind of keep everybody a little bit sane and ourselves as well cuz I mean talking about three different things and bouncing around can can be a little bit uh autistic at best. 
Sam? Well, we'll do we'll do our best to try and uh, kind of recap these Falcon and the Winter Soldiers and talk about what was going on, and then just also kind of you know what's going on in the news. If there's yeah. anything going, you know, we hear any casting stuff or we hear any anything, you know, it's always interesting just following around. You know, what heck, just what Zack Snyder saying these days? Because you know there was there. Oh you know, geez, if you yeah. just if you, like it, it, like one of the things is that, that I guess that if you if you spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't watched justice league yet there's a martian manhunter cameo in it he wanted it to be uh john stewart and wb said no so i think that's just where you know i think that's just where you know kind of it's interesting finding out how the sausage is made with these that sometimes it's not all about creative decisions sometimes your boss says no and i think it's getting you know going to talk about these it, it gives you a better idea of how this stuff is created and and then just how you know how it's we appreciate it so much when it's done well i think so too and with that folks we're going to take off but you know you you're already at home anyway just go ahead turn on one of the pluses or maxes and find something to watch i know for me right now i've been watching the way to go if you're i i you know i'm a big hulu plus guy but right now i'm watching uh impractical jokers on hbo max fantastic no commercials well, if you, I've been, I've watched the first episode of The Crown, and I'm a little embarrassed about the fact that I know much more about the MCU than I do any of these kings or queens or anything. When, when you're watching The Crown and, and googling, is this the same guy as the King's Speech? Yeah, you fake, know that fake maybe history, fake history some, you're more interested yeah, in. Some somewhere along the line, your history teachers uh, failed you. They, yeah. they did they did me dirty somewhere. I, I learned too much about the Crusades in, in middle school. I guess I don't know. <laughs> we need we need to become Uatus uh, of reality instead of our, our fictitious reality. But at the same time, yeah, sometimes it's a little more fun. Yeah, so let, let's log off. Let's go see what Uatu's been watching, and uh, he'll let us know what we should check out next week. It sounds good, folks. We'll see you later. Bye.